I want to open up with some scriptures this morning, and I'd like for us to read these together. I'm going to kick off a series that I mentioned last week about the names of God. What are the names of God, and what do they mean, and how do we, you know, what are they there for, and, uh, you know, what are, what, how are we supposed to hear them and receive them and understand them, and uh, and so I, I want to just open first with uh, three scriptures. They all relate to his name. And so if we could pull that up, uh, Psalms chapter 34 and verse 3. And you should be able to read that pretty good. Um, I made it almost braille for so I could read it. And so it, it should be good. So would you read this with me good and strong this morning? Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Let's read that one more time, just a little bit stronger. It says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Second verse, if you could, please. Psalms 9 and verse 10. And if you could read this with me also, and even at home, please read it out loud. There in your home. Uh, we're going to release faith and we're going to release power this morning through the confession of his word. Let's read it together. And those who know your name will put their trust in you, for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. What an amazing promise. You know, he says all you got to do is just to seek him. He didn't say he had to be perfect. He just said he's not going to forsake you if you will seek him. And then the, then the next one to read together is a short one, just part of Psalms 105 and verse 1. 105 and verse 1. Let's read it together. Give thanks to Yahweh. Call. Okay, I, I couldn't hear you. All right, we ready? Let's try it again one more time. Give All right. I just wanted to make sure that those people that are on TV there watching online know that somebody's here, okay? And uh, uh, it's, it's important when we think about the names of God uh, that uh, we understand that these names matter. They matter, and, and they matter to him, and they matter to us. Names are descriptive, and uh, they, they help us to understand things and to even for people when you think of different names it becomes very descriptive of that person in most cases and names of the in the Bible are given to us as clues or identifiers of who God is you see and that's all of our search isn't it God where are you and who are you and God how can I connect with you myself personally how can I keep from just going to church and then leaving church feeling like okay at least I did that God but moving him into my everyday life uh, on a personal level where really uh, you know um, the, the, the reality is, as Jesus said, we could do a lot of spiritual activities, even cast out demons and, and, and heal the sick, and yet still not really walk into knowing him. Can you imagine that? I wrestled with that the first time I heard that thought, you know. But, you know, something, his name and his word is so powerful, so powerful that it can just move through people. And, 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 we, and he says, but I didn't know you. And he's, he's anxious, I believe, especially in this day, 
and in this hour for you and I to get to know him. And I believe through getting to know his names that we will look at over the next number of weeks, you know, there's, there's approximately 63 <clears throat> different names that God gave himself in the scripture. 63. Now, that's, that's impressive, but what's even more impressive is those 63 names are used somewhere in the vicinity of 7,800 times in your Bible. 7,000 of them being in the Old Testament, where he was just pounding it in, he was hammering it in. Who he, who he was, why? why? Because he wanted to know you, and he wanted you to know him. He wanted to break us away from this, you know, I, I, don't, you know, I don't really know God, or I don't hear God, I don't hear his voice, I don't know what his voice is like. You know, there's, uh, there, there's, there's if I could just be, say it politely, there's no reason for you not to know God and to know his voice. There's not one reason for that to have, have to be. It, it, it's like I say, 63 times, 7,800, it's, it's, it's brought to our attention who he is so that you can recognize him when you see him and when you hear him. You'll be able to call on him. You'll be able to, as we sang this morning, you know, uh, you'll, you'll be able to sing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God from the deepest sense of a conviction uh, in the sense that you know that, man, that's who God really is. Thank God that he's holy, holy, holy. And he's never budged no matter what. But out of his loving kindness and his grace, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to deal with our lack of holiness. So that why? We could get back with him. We could be close to him. We could walk with him even while we were still imperfected. Right? Come on, anybody perfect here? Nobody, right? But yet you can still approach the living God. You can still come to him. You can still step up to him. You can still come up to him because of what his son did for us. And even his son's name has meaning. And we see that and we, 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 we just, it's just, it's so amazing when you start looking at it. it, it the, the names describe God's nature and his abilities. It describes his plan. It describes his purpose. Again, it's just, it's almost impossible to not get to know him if you just put a little effort into it. And that's what we're going to do over the next number of weeks. We're going to look at his names. There's so many names that God has. Matter of fact, if you look in the scriptures, and we would all know this for sure, the very first training that he gives to the New Testament church and believers has to do with his name. His name. Luke chapter 11 and verse 2, and you'll be very familiar with this. It says that when you pray, and this was on the heels of his disciples not quite getting it yet. They were like, Jesus, you got to teach us how to pray. We're watching your prayers work so effectively, but ours are not. And, and they asked him, the, the, teach us to pray. And so what does he do? He gives them maybe the most important tip that he could possibly give them. And that is, is in Luke 11 and verse 2. When you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be what? Say it with me. Your name. How do it be your name? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The word hallowed there, uh, uh, how do it be your name? The word hallowed, and as I've been meditating on this over this past week, uh, is it means to set apart unlike anyone else. In other words, when I approach God, I'm not approaching him casually, 
but I'm coming before him because he's unlike anybody you've ever known. He's absolutely amazing, and, and I have him set apart. I, 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 I think it's important for us sometimes to get back to a little bit, of, a little bit more of this hallowedness with our God. Is he really your friend and your buddy? Well, yes, but sometimes we maybe take that too, too far. We should never lose the fact that hallowed be his name and who he is. And actually, in reality, once you draw close to him, it happens almost simultaneously that your heart melts like wax toward him. And all of a sudden, you realize you're in the presence of somebody much greater than you. Even though that somebody chose to come down, put on a body like yours. And, that, and you know what that's like. Come on. Jesus put on a human body. He put on a body like yours so that he could live among you, so that he could, he could connect with you again. I just think that always just blows me away. I think, wow, he could have maybe done it another way. I, I don't know. But to show us his humanness, I guess if I could put it that way, to show how our humanness could be his divinity, he came down to do it that way. And he brought himself into our place in hopes that we would then bring ourselves into his place. And we would understand him because the, the, the church is going to be victorious. Do you realize that? Yes. It's on the route to being victorious, but it'll only do it with the power of the Holy Spirit. It won't do it, and we'll see this a little bit later. It won't do it by your power, but it will do it by the, you tapping into his power and into actually his name. Right. And we read some of those. His name is Almighty. He's an amazing God. The, the message uh, translation says this in, in Luke eleven two the verse that we just read. I just thought it was just differently descriptive. So Jesus taught them this prayer. Our Heavenly Father, may the glory of your name be the center on which our life turns. Wow. God, help us to get there. Help us to be there. Help us to live there. Help us not to go in and out and, uh, and to wander away for seasons, but, but to literally be there. You remember the Tower of Babel? story of the Tower of Babel? Most of you would be familiar with that. But it was one of the things that as God sat back in the heavens with the, the, the Son and the Holy Spirit, and they were sitting back in heaven, feet up on the coffee table, watching mankind <laughs> after all he'd already done for them, and what do they do? They begin to drift from him and build their own thing. But it's interesting. Listen to what it says, and I'm sure you're familiar with this, probably in Genesis chapter 11 and verse 4. And they said, all the humanity, come and let us build ourselves a city, a tower whose top is in heavens, and let us do what? Make a name for ourselves. See, we have this propensity to always lean into wanting to be the boss. And, 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 and unfortunately, he made you capable of doing that. Do you realize that? He set everything in motion on earth, and he went back to heaven, and, 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 and you would be able to sustain yourself for an awful long time right here on planet earth. And we've been doing that. And man has actually done that a lot without God. A large portion of people have. They continue to, they know how to garden, they know how to make things, they know how to create things, they know how to, they, they know how to stay alive. 
and know how to do this, but the sad thing is that we start doing it without him. And that was never his heart or his intention. But because of the abilities and the skills that he's given to you, because you're made in his image and his likeness, it's so easy for you to turn toward fulfilling your abilities and your talents and taking all the credit for it. We just have this simple element of our being that, that kind of leans into, well, man, I do that really well. I'm really good, you know. <laughs> I'm really sharp at that, you know. I'm better than the rest at that. And, I'm, you know, and it just starts slowly creeping in where we, we stop giving him the glory for that very intricate ability to do whatever you do well. And we want to take it ourselves, don't we? We just want to gradually take it. And when we do that, the moment we do that, we cease to give him glory and we start to give ourselves glory. And this is the thing that starts to slowly edge us away from him. And before you know it, it's, well, God, where are you? I, I can't hear your voice. And he said, I know, you, you made a God out of yourself, and now you're following yourself more than you're following me. You put more into making that talent that I gave you perfected than you are coming back to me and connecting with me with it. And then before you know it, you're just in a, such a distance, and you're just like, wow, where's God at? And this is where these guys are at. They begin to do things on their own. They even thought they could build a tower to get to God. And, and it was so, the, the capability was so strong there. Listen to this. The capability was so strong in them to, 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 to build this building. Of course, we know they would have destroyed themselves. But God said, uh, we got to go down there and we got to confuse their languages because whatever they do together in unity, nothing will stop them. Now let's apply that to the church in the right place and in the right standing with God. Yeah. Nothing that we will do will be stopped. And I'm talking about for good. I'm not talking about we're doing something for ourselves. Well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be the tough guy in the block. No, it's it's it's... It's, it's, it's revealing God's glory right here on earth so that people's knees bow before him because we're walking with him and we know him and we're not, we're not touching his glory. Our pastor told us growing up all the time, he said, in Bible college, he said, be very careful. There's three things that destroy people. Now, you have to take this in the right context when I say that. The girls, the gold, and the glory. Those are the three things that will try to take you down. And I thought, wow, how many people start touching his glory? My gift, my ability, my talent. And we've got to release that and allow the Holy Spirit to so work within us that the only thing that shines is him. This little light of mine I will let it shine because I know the source that that light comes from. So let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. I just pray even as we kick off this series that the Holy Spirit would just begin to, Lord, just come so deep into each one of our heart and spirit and our will, Father, uh, that, Lord, this, uh, this, this season of learning to understand your name and who you are will transform us. Father, I thank you for your goodness here this morning. Give us your thoughts and your heart, your revelation. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis chapter...
1 and verse 1 is how he introduces himself to the world. And we're all familiar with this. We can all quote this. We've all tried to read through the Bible in a year and only got to Genesis 1-1. Come on. Am I, am I the only one here that's <laughs> made it that far and then woke up at the end of the year and never made it? Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The word their God is used about 30-some times in the first chapter and a half. God this and God this and God did this and God did this. And the word for God there in the Hebrew is Elohim. And, and that word Elohim means the transcendent one. He's the creator of everything. In other words, when he started, he started with nothing and made everything. And, and, and he was before time ever was. He was, he was before anything ever was. He didn't start with anything. Everything he made was created. We might create stuff, but we'll always start with something. Well, we have to start with something. But he started with nothing. And, and this is in the beginning. He, he, he exists outside of time and space. He knows no time except for what he started with you and I. Day one, day two, there was no time before then. And, and I don't know, you know, we used to in Bible college try to wrap our heads around when did God start? You know, where did he come from? And if you think hard enough and long enough, you know, you'll probably lose your mind. Because you can't quite wrap your head around it. And you can't quite wrap your head around no time either, can you? And we know that there's time. But he doesn't know time. Time started on day one with you. And his creation. And so when we think of God and, and who he is, we, we must understand the magnitude of who he is. He created everything from nothing. And, and, and that's why, again, when we stand back and we say, hollow be his name, do I really say that with a depth or have I just memorized that as a prayer? You know, and a lot of people have just taken that prayer and they've just memorized it and they repeat it and they find it ineffective. But man, if you'll stop, when you say that prayer, when you stop and just say, God, help me to understand. Make sure that I am positioned with you in the right place. And I haven't placed myself over you. I mentioned this, I think, last week, I think. Uh, that uh, the Israel never really left God completely. Their big issue was they added to God. They added the little gods to the big one. And that was always his problem, remember? He always had to come and say, get rid of those idols. And I think we do that today. I think we have these little things that are built up around our lives that, that we would say, you know, oh, man, I love God with all my heart. But, but, but if, if, if uh, exposure was to happen, another story might be told. Something else might be number one for you. Oh, I trust the Lord. But yet, man, I better do everything I can on this side to protect what I have. I, I, I really believe the Lord. I better, you know, times are getting hard. I, I better be careful. And, 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 and we have to be very careful. It just kind of slips in, doesn't it? Just kind of creeps in. And before you know it, you're just really busy. And you, you, you tell yourself and you tell others, wow, it's been a long time since I really prayed and sought the Lord. It's been a long time since I really encountered him myself in my room without anybody else. And I had a visitation. Trisha and I 
met with a lady that knew a gazillion people, I won't go into that story, that we knew from Washington and Oregon and Idaho. And she moved here uh, for a little bit. And she was just telling story after story about her encounters with God and how he literally just came into the house and literally saw Jesus and spent the day with him and just talked with him and just... He gave her direction and orders, and she's lived her life. She's about 80 now. She's lived her life just following him. And to hear her stories, I sat back, and I thought, man, I haven't done anything. And I better get on the ball. I just turned an age. I better get on the ball here. You know what I mean? But he wants us to, 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 to live more with his power and with his name. And that's, again, where we'll head over these next number of weeks. James Montgomery Boyce wrote this. He said, the names of God are the window through which his character is seen. Uh, Kenneth Hempel said this, the names bring a new awareness of God's sufficiency for daily living. I like that. Yeah. It's not just a, oh, I'm, I have an emergency now, God. I'm going to call on you, and I'm really going to seek you, and, and, and maybe even throw in a fast. But it's a daily thing where we walk with him, and he's literally directing our steps and ordering our steps and leading us in the right way, helping us to avoid some certain situations. Come on. Come on. He wants you to avoid traps because he knows the enemy plots against you. So the Holy Spirit wants to step in and show you those traps and let you know, hey, don't go that way. Go this way right now. Just turn and go this way. And, and I thought about this lady, and, and many of you have heard of Corey Ten Boone. Yeah. This, this lady's grandmother knew her, and she said that this Corey Ten Boone sat her on her lap for years and prayed and prayed and prayed over her life when she was little. Wow. And she's just living a life just following Christ. And I just, again, I'm just like sitting back thinking, wow, listen to Listen to this. And I felt it was a divine thing to, to, to connect with this lady because uh, God wants to stir up the supernatural in us, in all of us. He, he's tired of us just doing good. <laughs> he wants you to do supernatural. He wants you to begin to believe again. He wants you to begin to get the heart and mind of Christ again so that your life will make an impact, not just up to this point, but to the rest of your life. Amen. Amen. And, and he'll do that for us. God is an everyday God. Yes. I think of this story, it's an old story, hopefully everybody hasn't heard it, but it's an old story, but it's worth repeating. It's a, it was a modest income man who didn't have much to ever take his family on vacations and so he worked hard and saved his pennies and saved his pennies and finally got enough to <clears throat> be able to take his whole family on a cruise and in the process of it he spent every last penny he had or not every last penny obviously but most of the money that he had just to get the tickets for the family so he bought peanut butter and jelly he bought cheese and crackers to take on the cruise with him and just to be able to have something to eat because he saw the pictures of the cruises and all the, the restaurants and so forth. So he took all this thing, and the very last day of the cruise, the very last day of the cruise, he goes up to the captain. He says, hey, I just, I just wouldn't want to know, you know, what would it cost for my family 
to eat at this particular buffet at the restaurant. And the captain in shock looked at him and just said, you know, all of that was included in the fare. And I thought, wow, how many of us as believers don't have all of what's included in the fare? And so we sit back and we live this wrong life, you know. And it doesn't even have to be it's not even a bad life, but it's just we're not doing what God would allow us and want us to do because we have the wrong mindset and the wrong understanding. God's amazing. Let me just give maybe a few foundational principles for heading into this series that I think will help us all as we get into it, uh, grasp it a little bit better. Do we have uh, these up there? I'm not sure. Show me the next slide and I can tell you. Maybe try me the next slide. No, I didn't put them on there. Okay. So let me just give them to you, okay? Can you get, just back up and back up a little bit? One more. All right. Are you ready? Let me just give you these here. Let me just help you in the journey of us understanding this. Uh, uh, these are some foundational principles concerning his names. Uh, these names are given by God. They're not made up by people. So God gave himself these names. They weren't people giving them to him. Each name, number two, each name of God reveals one of his qualities or his characteristics. Each one reveals that. So as you look into them and as we read them, you want to be looking for that. Uh, and, and I thought of this as I was going through this study. I thought, wow, um, I'm made in his likeness and image. And he, part of my alignment with him is that I step into his character and likeness, right? And that's what he's after. And because he is, then I can be. Because I have the right genes as a born-again believer to be just like Christ. Number three, these names were given to God's people in order to help them through life. These names were given to help people through life. And there were different needs where all of a sudden we see his name arise in the situation. And it was to help them. So, oh, that's right. I don't have to fear this. God's going to help me with this. Jehovah my healer or Jehovah Jireh is my what? Why do we all know that one? All right, it's a good thing you do. Number four, to use these names when you call out to him in prayer. To use these names when you call out to him in prayer. I think it's critical for us to know. Sometimes what God does has a legal aspect to it in that we go to the covenant, and what does the covenant say about what you're concerned with? And then we go back to him and we say, God, but you said, and your name even represents this. You said you'd be Jehovah Jireh. And so now I'm coming back to you. And see, I think sometimes we don't spend enough time there. We're just so worried about our provision that we're not stopping to say, well, God, what, 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 what might I be missing about getting your provision? What am I missing here? Do all I want is a genie in a bottle? Or am I trying to get to know you in the midst of you being my provider? He wants to be your provider, but he wants you more than the provision. He knows what happens if he just gives you everything. 
most people will get spoiled and run off and ruin their life like the prodigal son did. And so there's things to be learned. These will be the ten names that we will go through over the next few weeks uh, that are just some of the top ones, I think. Then again, there's 60 some of them, so, <clears throat> excuse me. You can go to the next uh, slide. Number one, God the Creator, Elohim. We'll look at that just a little bit deeper. God the Lord, Adonai. God our peace, Jehovah Shalom. God, our, and, I, and I just want to say, when we get to that one, uh, if, if I can get Patricia to do it, if we can do it after a wedding that's coming. Uh, she did such a fantastic job on peace and understanding it way back at last year, I believe it was, that, that he, it just, it's just, uh, it's just amazing what getting the peace of God will do. And, and God, our provider, Jehovah Jireh, God, the covenant keeper, Yahweh, God, the almighty, El Shaddai, God, who is there, Jehovah Shema, God, the healer, and God, the God of power, and God is my banner. And we'll look at those names in more depth and see the application of them. And I'm trusting, again, that you'll begin to uh, learn how to apply these in your everyday conversation and prayer with God. And because and, he wants to reveal himself to you personally in all of his names. Amen. He does. He really does. Because if you're going to reveal his glory... Guess what? You're going to have to do that. That's how you do it. You reveal him, not you. And so he's calling his people. He's rallying his church in this day and in this hour. When, when, when chaos is breaking out everywhere, God's still at work. I've said it every, every week so far for the last couple of weeks. He's not up there biting his nails about what's happening on earth. He might be biting his nails on what's happening with his church, <laughs> but he's not biting his nails on what's happening on, on earth. He has a plan that will not stop, and he said the gates of hell, which we're experiencing, will not prevail against it. So we're, we're, you're on the winning side, but if you don't go out there, you'll never, it'll never be able to be stopped. And, and, and so our focus really needs to get back to him and, and who he is, and what's he like, and how do I know who he is? You know, you, you wouldn't, in, in an army, which he calls us, they don't, uh, they, don't, they don't recruit you, okay, and then say, okay, we're going to send you into battle uh, January 1, okay, and we would like for you to come December 31st and grab all your gear and your gun and go for it, right? No. <laughs> You got to be trained for this thing. A lot of people, like the disciples, when he first went out, sent him out to go cast out demons, and they all came back beat up and everything. Why, they weren't trained. So all of a sudden, now they realize, man, I need to be trained. Yeah. And, and, and maybe some of us are there where we realize, wow, I've been beat up a little bit on the journey. God, I just need more training. But that's what he wants to do. And I think the training will start through his name. His name, his name. We've already read his name is amazing. It's almighty. It's everything we need. So as we look at the Bible, here's what we teach, uh, what the Bible teaches about uh, the recognition of his name, our response to his name, and then the results of knowing his name. And that's where we'll head uh, again as we move forward. There's a book that's called 
odd, A-W-E-D, odd to heaven, rooted to earth. It's written by a guy named uh, Walter Brigham, and it's really a book of, prayer, of prayers that he prayed. And here's one of his parts of one of his prayers. He says, you are not the God that we would have chosen. And, and one writer commenting on that, he said, that's troubling. That troubling prayer resonates in my heart. Now listen to this for just a second, because this is going to... This is going to reach inside of us all, I think. And, and, and again, uh, you're not the God that I would have chosen. This is a believer writing out his prayers. And he makes that statement. You're not the God that I would have chosen. That troubling prayer resonates in my heart, said Michael Card. For that, the truth is, most often, I would have chosen and indeed do choose a God other than him. Most often, I would rather not learn the hard lessons the hard way. I would rather not have to worship in the wilderness, where God continuously calls me to find and to be found by him. I would rather God simply meet my expectations, <coughs> fix my problems, heal my hurts, and be on his way. And I'm just wondering sometimes if we're just not like that. You know, we just, that's what we approach him about. God, I just need this, or just heal me, or just touch me, and then you can be on your way. I'm okay. I want God who is faithful to me in ways I understand and expect, and who expresses faithfulness in the ways I choose. And I tell you, that just, that just hits home. There, there's, there's such a, a lack, I... I've noticed and seen there's such a lack of lordship in the body of Christ. We've lost what that really means. And, and, and the, the thing is, is if we lose that on a natural level, we won't do it with God. We won't be ready when he says, no, don't go left, go right. Don't stop, move forward. Don't wait, go. We won't do that if we're not in tune with him. And this was the lordship thing. He's trying to pull us into this. And so this, this whole goal is to get us closer uh, to our Father uh, in heaven. He's after that. And, and he's wanting to pull us into it. And again, uh, it wasn't that Israel just totally threw God out. It's just they started adding so many things and letting those be the focus that they couldn't see God anymore. And it's critical that we catch this, I think, now more than ever before. It's not like we can sit back and just miss this. I, I believe this series will be life-changing for you, but it will also be life-changing for our generation. And what we do for our generation will impact the following generation. And then the generation after that and every generation until the Lord tarries. And some of us have to start thinking a little bit further beyond, you know, my generation. I'm just going to make it my, if I can just make it. No, 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 no. You're planting seeds. You're, you're reaping. The Bible says you're reaping where you've not sown. Right? You take, you've gotten houses that you didn't build. And, and, and that's because the generation before you left something for you. 
And now I think God's heart and his cry is for his people to leave his presence and a knowledge of him for the next generation to get a hold of. Church has been through a lot in the last 20 years that I've just watched. And there's been a slipping and a changing. There's been kind of this slippage away from the one true God. And in part, if you look at what's happening, if you look at it with an honest heart, you know what you'll see? You'll see people wanting what they want. I want to live like this. I want to be like this. I want, I want, I want. And that was never the heart of Christ. His was always to give, wasn't it? It was, I want someone to give. I just want to give. I just want to give. And he put that in your heart and spirit. And that's why we're, if you're born again this morning, you're not totally comfortable with that. But yet it's a big pull. It's a hard one to get away from. There's there's a stronger uh, plot against you than what you realize. And if you don't stay on top of it, it'll have you before you know it. And you might not ever know that it actually had you. But God's calling his church now. And, and I just, I, to me, <clears throat> I see the most exciting days that any of us could ever imagine happening in our time. Amen. I see a revival coming. I see a book of Acts. I see a, I see a Red Sea parting. <clears throat> I see, you know, uh, dead bones coming to life. I, I see, I see the... The Lord just kind of gradually coming down from heaven and impacting the culture so that everyone that heard the gospel and everyone that was ready to receive it would receive it on his way down maybe. And maybe those that have received it and are following him, we would stand rejoicing. We would stand excited. We would be able to say, that's right. I did believe you and you were the faithful God. Remember, that's his name. One of his names is he's faithful. And you would say, oh, God, I'm so glad that I believed you. I'm so glad that I believed you were going to provide for me. I'm so glad that you never let go of me. So glad. Scripture teaches us um, a number of things about his name. And uh, let me just go through them quickly uh, with us, and just a few of them. Just, just, just some scriptures. Let the scriptures just kind of permeate. We'll, we'll wrap up with this this morning. The Bible says in Psalms 52, 9, um, Alex, I think it's probably the next slide, maybe, hopefully. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I will praise you forever for what you have done, In your name, I will hope, for your name is what? It's good. It's good. If you know what good feels like, start looking for his name to feel good to you and start tapping into that. And and, and so, number one, his name is good. The second thing is, in 2 Samuel, it says, um, do as you promise so that your name will be great forever. So it's almost like he understood that God said some things to him, spoke to his heart, made some promises with him, 
had the word from God, and now he's saying, okay, you are great. Keep your word. Oh, I think God likes that. I think he likes for us to put a demand on his word because he said none of his word was going to fall to the ground without being fulfilled. Now he's just looking for somebody that's just willing to believe that and willing to step into that and say, God, come on, let's do it because your name is great. That's what you want to do. For the third thing is his name is majestic. I love this, Psalms 8.1. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. There's no other name that's ever endured what the names of God have endured and come out with shining colors and still saving people and still having the victories and still healing people, still providing for people, still feeding the hungry, still taking care of people. It's the name. It's the name above every name. Psalms 115 verse 1. Not to us, O Lord, not to us. Sounds like you might be learning something here. Not to us, but to your name be the glory. And I just said, his name is glorious. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed means holy, separate, set apart, completely different. His name is holy. Number six, his name is near. I love this one. I've had some frightening times in my life. I've had some frightening moments in my life, real frightening moments, but you know something? When you stop and focus and remember that he's near, he always is. How many can say amen to that? He's always right there. He'd never left you. He never forsook you. You just probably turn in the other direction. He's calling you, reeling you back in. He's always, his name is near. And I can't tell you how many times I've just called on the name of the Lord. And he just shows up. Let's pray. In the beginning, God created everything. And he's here to release it to his people and his church. Let's pray. Father, thank you today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the journey we'll be on for the next few weeks, God. I pray for every person in this room that a revelation, a new or a fresh revelation of who you are will come through this time of just reflecting on your name and the names that we find throughout the scriptures. I pray for every person watching online, anybody hasn't received the name of Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that this would be the time if they feel the knocking of the Holy Spirit on their heart, that they would just simply open the door right now and let Jesus in. And even in this room, if there's anybody. And God, that you would just open up the eyes of our understanding over this next season and help our focus get back where it needs to be and our understanding get back where it needs to be. In Jesus' name, amen.